0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flyer Dub podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia, along with my partner, Chris Mayer. We have an exciting show for you tonight. We have Frenny Drummond on later in the show for an interview. If you all don't know him, he is a painter for the Flyers organization. He paints a bunch of masks for the Flyers organization since the year 2010. And he also owns his own company, Paint Zoo. So we'll get into a nice interview later in this episode. But we also have some interesting toppings today. So the Flyers just recently left for the Hub City in Toronto. And the rosters have been revealed in the Flyers. It's going to be a 31-team roster, 31 players, and 17 forwards, 10 defensemen, 4 goaltenders. So there's a lot of players to get into right here for this roster for the Philadelphia Flyers. And interesting, and also this is a great story too, Oscar Lindblom makes the roster for the Philadelphia Flyers. And just from everything that he has been through, just knowing that, he has a chance to, even though i feel like it's going to be very minimal that he still has a chance to touch the ice during the playoffs that that'll just be an amazing story if that ever tends to happen just imagine chris just imagine oscar lindblom comes on the ice for his first game in century since being diagnosed and being cured and now he steps on play, on the ice for playoff hockey just imagine that story imagine it
1: oh my that's that, that is a tear trigger right there
0: it definitely is. It, it definitely is. So let's go over this roster for the Philadelphia Flyers and what we're going to see in Toronto for the round robin tournament and so on. So we have this: we have the 17 forwards right now on the 31-man roster. So we have Andy Andreoff, Nicholas aube Connor Bunneman, Sean Couturier, Joel Farabee, Morgan Frost, Claude Giroux, Derek Grant, Kevin Hayes. Travis Konechny, Scott Lawton, Oscar Lindblom, Tyler Pitlick, Michael Raffle, Nate Thompson, James Van Riemsdyk, and Jake Fordcheck to round out the forward group. An interesting one seeing that uh, Carson Twerinski didn't make the roster for the forward group.
1: I find that a little interesting, though. I'm not yeah, sure what. I mean, I think it's interesting, but I think it's not. Like, Bonneman had more games with the Flyers this season. Um I think Bunneman fit the mold a little bit better. I also think Bunneman's a little bit more useful. Um, I mean, I think they took Andy Andrew because of playoff experience. He doesn't have much, but he has a lot um, compared to what some of the other guys on this team have. Um, you know, obviously your, your main veterans have some, but I believe Andrew has a lot of playoff games. Uh, in, you know, even with the OHL and the AHL and, and things like that, he's also been in the league a very long time. Um, and you know, realistically, I think it's good. I, I mean, I would rather have. Uh, I mean, I would personally rather have Andrew off than Torinsky. Um, I'm not I'm not a huge Carson fan. I like him. Um, I, I just sometimes I just don't think he's noticeable. Whereas for Bunneman, he's very noticeable. Very noticeable out there sometimes. Um, and I think I think they both fit the mold very well. I, I wrote this in an article for Flyers Nitty Gritty. Um, I think they both fit the mold very well because we've seen them a lot and they've been in practice. They've been practicing with the team and, and, and not even just those optional practice, the 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 uh, the skills practice they have with uh, skills coach Angelo Rigi. He's been at those. Um uh, we've seen him before and I, I think it just makes sense. And also I think Butterman overall is the better player. Um I think he's better uh, you know, I, I think in that front presence I think he, I, I think it would be nice. I you might call me crazy. I personally would like to see him on the, the second unit power play. Usually, where JVR is in front of the net in that hmm. exhibition game. Interesting. Um, I would love to see him in in that net front presence there. I think he's he's one. He's a big guy. It would be nice, um, and they can definitely get some definitely get some eyes in front of the goaltender there. But um, again, uh, I just think it is better for the team overall.
0: Oh yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from right there, and like with the playoff experience for Andy Andre, if I can. That's definitely more of a benefit than bringing in a guy that really doesn't have any playoff experience to bring to, especially at the pro level. So it's nice to have that veteran leadership right there. And I also like uh, Chuck Fletcher just bringing in some of the younger guys, too, like a Morgan Frost, bringing in guys like the Jill Fairbeast. And even just like like I said, putting Oscar Lindblom on the roster. That's just like amazing right there, like what we just said in the beginning, just what he has been through and he's still having a ch- and he, he's going to have the chance to be on the roster even though he's still in Sweden right now he's not with the team currently he'll be he'll mm-hmm. be in Toronto eventually but it's just like that's still like a great thing to see right there that he could possibly play in the Stanley Cup playoffs if he were to if he is ready enough if he's ready to play but i feel like that's more of a minimal thing a small percentage of what's going to happen but that's just nice to see right there just really really nice and then Let's move on to the uh, defensive group. So we have 10 defensemen right here for the Philadelphia Flyers. So we have Justin Braun, Mark Friedman, Shane Gostespair, Robert Haig, Philip Meyer, Matt Niskanen, Ivan Provorov, Travis Sanheim, Andy Walensky, and Jaeger Zamula. Jaeger Zamula, the Flyers' top defensive prospect, making it on the roster right here. That was expected, honestly, but it's nice seeing him on the roster. And Chris, that your hopes are right there of him being the, the next Cal McCarr to score in it. In his first appearance in a Flyers uniform in the playoffs, it's coming closer and closer to happening.
1: <laughs> I forgot I said that. Well, what an idiot!
0: <laughs> I mean, it's 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 almost coming to fruition. Like it's it's like he's on the roster right now. He was part of the summer camp. Now he's on the roster. Hey, he, maybe he plays the exhibition game. He's probably going to. But I would love to see it. It definitely that'll definitely be an amazing Him thing. That
1: on the same power play, oh god, it's music to my ears.
0: <laughs> Him, Bunneman, Albe, Kubell on the same power play, Kubel on the keep, slot.
1: Oh, here, here we go. The best power play possible. Zamora, Albe, Kubel, Bunneman, Justin Braun, and Andy off. <laughs> oh god, second unit, baby.
0: <laughs> so you, you, get the, you get the defensive, stay at home defenseman, the pure offensive guy. You get a uh, Connor Bunneman, who's a good two-way guy. <laughs> Nicholas Albe Kubel has a great shot, and an Andy Andreoff.
1: Yeah, it's funny because Albe Kubel actually saw power play time in the regular season. He had that yeah, power play did. goal versus San Jose, um, and he was kind of in that in that uh, I, I I I still call it the Brandon Shen spot because that's really where Shen was in the power play in the slot. Yeah, uh, along Shen, with Shen, along that's with the sh-
0: Shen and Hartnell spotted honestly.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also saw a little bit of Coots in that spot. Um, definitely. So it, it's definitely good. Uh, to see that. And again, I love Albie Cabell. Like, I'm really excited to see some of these guys. And I think what's going to help the Flyers is their third and fourth line. I think that's going to be the biggest key to them uh, dominating in these games. I think they have so many good lines and so much depth that I think the way that their third and fourth line is constructed, it's really, really going to help them in these playoffs. And it's going to it's going to give them an edge uh, in, in those minutes where you kind of need guys to... Eat up minutes, and they're going to have skilled guys out there. I mean, guys like Pitt, Pitlick and Grant, um, as I said, Alba Kubel, Michael raffle Connor Bunneman, uh, and I, you know, and and it's funny, I, I almost just said Albe Kubel again, but uh, even <laughs> still, it's like you know, these are guys that are very skilled guys. They've they've played with each other for a while. I think it's going to be one of the biggest keys to the Flyers having success in these playoffs. Uh,
0: definitely, and like going back to Albe Kubel, it's like it's just like it seems like so common in like recent teams that have won the Stanley Cup. They always had that guy. That's on the bottom six pairing that can always come in clutch and scoring playoff goals like when they need to. In 2018 for the Washington Capitals, you had Devontae Smith-Pelly, and he scored the game-tying goal against the Vegas Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup. And then you had last year Pat Maroon for the St. Louis Blues. He scored the Game 7 overtime goal against the Dallas Stars, like, it seems like teams like that, when the Stanley Cup, like what you were saying, Chris, Like you have the four lines that you can roll out. You always have those depth guys that can go out there and chip in a couple points right there. I feel like a guy like possibly a Nicholas Albe Kubel, even maybe a Tyler Pitlick, could be one of those dark horses that are in the bottom six roles of the forward core that can be a, a scary force out there and maybe chip in some points when you really don't expect them to.
1: Yeah, definitely. And that's I think that's the biggest that that's like the biggest thing for me is that they have so much depth. I mean, I listen. We say it all the time. I know we. I said it so many times. We. You know, I'm there. You've said it so many times, and we talked about it off camera. But man, it just amazes me how much depth that is. And that right there reminds me of the trade deadline and what the Flyers did. You no, know, basically, and I, I I hate I don't want to like bring up like old subjects and stuff, but. You basically trade an AHL lifer in a pick that isn't really useful in a fourth. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. It's a it's a it's a lesser known pick for someone you can get a good spot. Um, and you know, you you basically give that up for a guy that fabulous, pilot like Kelly. fits the mold, and then a guy like Nee Thompson. Um, he's also a veteran. He's been in the league around a long time. He's bounced around a lot of teams with playoff success, or excuse me, not playoff success, but teams that have gone to the playoffs and he's brought the teams. Four playoff runs so that's huge for the flyers and i'm excited to see those guys though. oh
0: definitely so let's go to the four goaltenders that the flyers are going to be bringing over to the hub cities in toronto so where the flyers are going to have brian elliott carter hart alex Lyon, and carilla ustamenco So we all know the whole situation with Carter Hart. He's fine right now. He's ready to go for the exhibition game. And we, uh, Chris, it's going to be a half-hat split for the uh, exhibition game against Pittsburgh. It's going to be Carter Hart playing half, then Brian Elliott playing half. Am I I correct on that point?
1: Yeah. uh, I would have to think that probably Hart gets the first two periods and then Elliott would get the third. Um, That's usually how they do it. I know they've done it in the preseason where like, Elliott, I believe, the one game versus the Bruins, um, Elliott got... First and second and Lion got the third. Um and that would have to make me believe that um Hart would ha- I'd have to think Hart gets two periods. Um and I can't see him like coming in the third I can't see a starting goalie coming in the third um or even starting in the second. So I'd have to think Hart gets the first and second there.
0: Yeah, I can I can definitely see a first and second. Maybe he'll do like the first period and maybe the first ten minutes of the second, then you bring Elliott in. But I think the more likely thing is be part two periods, Elliot last period. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's and I thought about that, too. I wonder if they do, like, the thing like the Winter Classic, like, they they switch at, like, the ten periods. Well, the, what that doesn't really make sense. Hey. Maybe yeah. may, Well, maybe they stop it to switch the goalies. Maybe. Or, I, or maybe they wait till a whistle around, yeah, like, maybe, twelve or eight minutes yeah, if, it's a, that, if it doesn't get around ten.
0: Yeah, I think they wouldn't stop it, like, right off. I think they'll just, like, wait for the whistle if, like, that were be t- to be the case. But... I do see Hart getting more of the playing time just because that's Hart's going to be the guy for the playoffs, so you want to get him the most time as possible, but this is also time for Elliott just to get into the game shape as well, so they're both going to get their time in the net, so that's going to be good, and then you just have the depth guys and the, in, in case of injury knock on wood, like guys like Alex Lyon and Kyrillus Domenico just to be there, so they're they're going to be in that atmosphere, that playoff atmosphere, so that's good for them, but they're most likely not going to get it any time whatsoever. But, uh, Chris, have you seen what the uh, the ice, the arenas are going to look like in Edmonton and Toronto? Because they look spectacular, honestly. Oh, they, they look
1: fabulous. It, it reminds me of the the thing that the MLB is doing, where they have the, the covers over in the seats in the outfield, yeah. um, Where they have, which looks really cool. I think they're going to try to put on show as much as possible. Um, in the days of me being bored of my house or... Slightly, uh, they're they're going down to the end here, Amadeo. I mean, this is the most fun I've had in months doing this podcast. So, okay. yeah, this just, might be this might be fun.
0: And I like and I like what they're doing at the ice logo too. They're putting the Stanley Cup there that's instead sick. of instead of just like putting the standard like Stanley Cup playoff logo. Like they just literally have the cup coming out of the middle, which is nice. And then they have the word twenty twenty like put across from it, so that's nice right there. And then they have a ton of scoreboards everywhere too. So I feel like. I feel like, are they going to, like, since even, like, since teams aren't considered, like, in their home arena, like, when do you have to do, like, the road versus the home team, technically? Like, will the scoreboards and all that stuff, the, the chance and stuff, will they favor whoever is considered the home team? They you said
1: think? that all 24 teams have specific chants um, for them. So, like, if the Flyers go on a power play, I'd have to think they probably have a recording of Lou Nolan, Lou Nolan saying the Pico power play and all that stuff. Um, I'd have to think that would be sick if they did. Um, I wonder if they use goal horns. They might use goal horns. I know they did when they went over to Czech Republic. Uh, they had the goal horn for both teams, I believe, right? The Blackhawks had their goal horn, right? Yes, they did. Yeah, so, and I know they do that usually. Um, I'd have to think they do uh i mean i i couldn't see them well not having fans regardless but then not using goal horns which just i think that would make it really odd
0: oh that'll um, be weird too with no fans the goal horn's be insanely loud <laughs> without well, the well, fans well, that drown it out
1: <laughs> that is true yeah because usually before you do the goal horn you hear that you hear all the fans at one time go yeah! like yeah and like you hear it, like especially on tv like you hear it right before and then it just erupts with the goal horn and everything it's great
0: yeah um, but just, I
1: would have to just, think that they use cool horns.
0: Yeah, it's just like silence and then you hear the blast of the horn. I can't like I can't understand what the players like don't jump for a second cuz it's so loud. <laughs> like it's funny too like I remember like like this like off topic but like I remember like watching videos of like teams practicing on their home ice and then like there'd be someone up in the uh the uh, the media room like where the goal button the goal horn button is and they'll just like honk it one time to scare the people that are on the ice and working I'm just like that's fun I remember it, I think it was like um, an AHL team I think it was like the Iowa Wild or something like that it was like the mascot it was in the room and he just kept pressing
1: the goal horn button just <laughs> for fun <laughs> and it's funny like that reminds me now of the fanatic today walking around oh. the, the first base <laughs> uh, it, it's it's funny that's definitely funny, and it's fun, too,
0: because just we're, we're now in the s- zone where sports are coming back. The Phillies' baseball regular season just started. The Sixers are in their exhibition games currently, and the Flyers are going to be playing on, on Tuesday. So we're right in the middle of it. As angry I am as a Phillies fan right now for that terrible loss by the Phillies today, it, 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 this is what we wanted. This is what we asked for. We just We wanted sports back, so if you're a Phillies fan, you're going to expect frustration. This is what you wanted. and it's just oh god that i don't want to go off on a whole other tangent about the phillies i did that on my youtube channel earlier today which i got a just got 100 subscribers on so um, i'm not i'm almost near you chris near your your 400 plus subs but i'm catching up to you
1: yeah slowly but surely
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so people that are listening to this podcast don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channels our separate ones at TTP Sports for me, and then Flyers Fan Mania 93, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel for the Fly it Up podcast. But be, uh, before we get into uh, the interview with Fr- with uh, Franny Drummond, let's get into uh, some other news that revolved around the NHL. So the Coyotes general manager, John Chica, he, this was odd, he resigned as being the uh, Coyotes general manager and president of hockey operations, like right before Basically, Arizona is going into the Hub City and preparing for the playoffs. Their GM just resigns. And it's just like, it's, it's a weird atmosphere right now because the team released a statement saying they're, like, they're really disappointed in the decision that he has made. But we're like, we're really not getting any more info on like, what went on behind the scenes as to why he left. And because he literally just signed an extension to be their general manager and he just leaves all of a sudden. So it's just like, what went on behind the scenes? that caused him to leave
1: it's kind of poor timing isn't it it, de-
0: it definitely. I mean is I mean timing. it's
1: what three four days before you're going into a playoff series for the first time in oh I don't know eight years not a big deal it's like dude like and I just stole that from and checklists but it's just like dude like like how do you how does that even like I don't know I don't even get it it's just so odd um I have I honestly have no I have no answer for you of how that even like makes sense. It's just... Like, like... it's
0: just... Like, what what went on... Because, like, he he literally just signed his contract extension for being a GM like, I think, last season, after last season. And, like, just to just to up and leave like that like what like what happened behind the scenes is it like something to do with the ownership because i know like there's been this whole dispute for like the past so many years about the coyotes being sold or something like that and then eventually like are they going to be sold to another owner which is then going to relocate the team or something like that because we just don't know at at this point we just don't know what happened behind the scenes and that's a little odd to me so it's it's a, it's very bad timing like you said Chris like he just ups and leaves like right before the playoff starts but we'll, we're definitely going to f- definitely hear more news i guess as the days go on maybe after the playoffs because i doubt the coyotes are going to want to deal with anything like that as of right now but we'll definitely hear some more news but another other big news in the NHL so we all know the Seattle team that was expected to come into the league they were confirmed they were going to be an expansion team we finally have a name for the Seattle team they're going to be the Seattle Kraken. And I love the name. I love it. I absolutely love it. There's, there's a lot of people out there that do hate the name now. But I absolutely love the name. And they did reveal their jerseys. They revealed their logo. I love it all. I love what they're doing with the branding. I love what they're doing with the jerseys. I love the name. And Chris, what are your thoughts on the Seattle Kraken? The new uh, NHL franchise. I love it.
1: I mean, the, the name fits. It's great. I Some people don't like the logo. I personally love the logo. It's simple. It makes sense. Uh, I think I think it's easy to understand what it is. Um, it, it doesn't have many like I, I'm not a big fan of the uh, logos with. I guess you could say wording, but that doesn't make sense because that is an S. But what I mean is like like the capitals, for example, like,
0: or like word mark logos, like yeah, where it's, like, it's the entire like word written out,
1: mm-hmm. like like the old Bruins jerseys back in in the 30s when they had Boston Bruins written out, or, or kind of like how. Toronto has the the same Pats written out, right? Yeah. I I don't really like that. And the thing that I liked about this is that it's simple. It's got the red eye for for the eye of him. Um, I like how they... The the, the way they brand is fabulous. That jersey, the color scheme, oh, it's gorgeous. I think it's something different from what we all thought. Green and blue and green and purple. And then it's like a dark blue, a teal, and a nice red. I think that's going to look nice. Um, I I, personally... I'm definitely love...
0: waiting for those to reveal and or come out for, like at the NHL store so I can buy one.
1: Yeah, like, uh, that's a very nice jersey. Just to let you know, there already is merch up on their website. Yeah, I saw uh, that. <laughs> yeah, but um, Bauer came out with these templates of like what gloves did they use. They were gorgeous. Um, and one thing is I'll say is whatever flyer gets picked up by them in the expansion draft, I will be getting the jersey, uh, probably <laughs> the home one. Um, but I would personally. I would love to see that teal color as an alternate. I know that probably won't get an alternate. Um, as yeah, of right definitely now,
0: not, in their fir- not in their first season. Maybe, maybe a not. couple years down the line.
1: Yeah, they, but the thing is, is I wonder when they'll start selling the jerseys because per the hockey guy on YouTube, um, Shannon, he said that when Vegas came into the league and they uh, revealed their, you know, their jersey and stuff, you couldn't buy the jerseys until they played their first game. That's when they were put on the site. So my guess is if they do that, I know there's, like, T-shirts and stuff. I didn't check the website. I don't know if there's anything um, up there on that of, like, if it's hoodies or shirts. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. sure about that. Yeah, I don't know if the jerseys
0: I, are up. It's, yet. it's it's weird because the team they're not set to come into the league until the year 2021-2022 season. So they got a little time before. So I feel like the, like since they got revealed so early and like since I I think Vegas they got revealed a little bit too late so I guess to get the jerseys like all made to be prepared to be sh- like sold and all that, I guess that could have been the reason why, but I can see honestly the Seattle merchandise like the jerseys and all that, I can see that being on sale possibly. Maybe even by next season, maybe midway next season, because like they've been revealed so early, and they're like they're still like two years away from being like stepping on the ice. So I could see like this merchandise, like specifically the jerseys, being sold earlier than I would say Vegas, and I can't wait for it. Honestly, it looks brilliant, and I like oh, yeah. what they did with putting the team flag on top of the uh, Seattle that the tower in Seattle. I That's like what sick. they did
1: there. As you said, like the way they brand and everything, the way the NHL. Did it in the way that they did with that text messaging video of like all oh, the yep. teams welcoming, and the flyers are like, "Hey, fly- <laughs> cool." <laughs> That's okay, <perfect>. cool. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I love it. It's it's awesome. I do. Lo-
0: I love their sec. Like we were talking about the alternate jersey. I would love for them to use that uh, anchor logo that they have as that logo for that jersey, if it ever does come. When it ever does come out.
1: Yeah, I saw something that they would like to use that Seattle, uh Seattle, um Kraken like written out.
2: You know what I'm talking about?
1: It was like the yeah. word. Yeah. I think it, was like, it, was like, it was part of one of the logos that came out with.
0: Yeah, because I, I like the way the anchor looks because it's like, it's an anchor, but you can also tell like on the top, it's like in the shape of like the tower that's in Seattle. So I, I really like the way it looks. So Definitely can't wait for the Seattle Kraken to hit the ice in in a few years. Can't wait for that, but that's a long way away. We're focused on the playoffs right now. And speaking of the first game, the Flyers will be playing the Pittsburgh Penguins this Tuesday, the 28th of August, against the Pittsburgh Penguins at 4 p.m. So let's do a little preview before we get into this interview with Franny Drummond. So, Chris, what are you looking for going into this game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, this first game back? What are you looking for?
1: I'm looking for a good start. That, that'll that be tough to find. I'd be very surprised if this team comes out and wins the first five minutes. Very surprised. It'll be a boring hockey game, I'll tell you that. I'm sure the first couple of games will. Um, oh,
0: definitely. I,
1: I can't see them being, you know, fast-paced or anything, because every team is, now like we're seeing the same teams again, it's, you're seeing the same team. It might be boring hockey, but hey, it's hockey. Um... Personally, I don't think it'll be that boring as I'm making it sound like, and I'm not trying to, but I'm just saying in general, it's not going to be, you know, you know, a 7-6 game. It'll probably be 3-2, maybe 4-3. Um, at best, probably 5-4. Um, it, it's tough because there's rumor now that Crosby might not play in the exhibition game. Um, I don't know 100% on that. Um, we obviously have to dive a little bit deeper, and obviously we'll get the full the full thing, um, and also I will have a preview of this up tomorrow on YouTube. I'm going to be trying to break down some stuff and maybe thinking of some line combinations, uh, which I'll go into now. Um, personally, uh, I would love to see that Lawton connecting line back together. Uh, I have, think you have to keep Drew connecting Vorchek. I say you keep the same or, I'm sorry, uh, Drew Couturier and Vorchek, not Drew connecting Vorchek. Um, I, would, I would love to still see the same defensive pairs um, and then Obviously, you throw in Zimula, uh and uh, Freeman, but the thing is you can have 13 forwards uh, and 7D. So that's something the Flyers will be doing. So we'll have two extra forwards, um, and I would personally love to... Pr- I would have to think that it's probably going to be Andrioff um, and Bunneman. I'd have to think those might be the, same, the two guys that they use. Who do you think?
0: I think... I feel like we're going to see more of, I would say, a Bunneman. Because I feel like I'm not sure, honestly. I feel like Bunneman's going to get the more, I, I guess, chance. I'd say Andrew Elf's more going to be that guy that's just on the bench, maybe for the experience, the the veteran leadership type of guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like Alain Vigneault's going to give Bunneman more more of a chance, just because I think he wants him to get the get that experience mm-hmm. in the. Uh, like, in that playoff atmosphere. Even though it's only an exhibition game, he wants him to get his minutes.
1: Yeah, it's funny, because when I I just said that I completely forgot Morgan Frost was on the the forward roster, so I apologize if if anybody's thinking that I'm a total idiot right now, and I forgot (laughs) Morgan Frost.
0: Yeah, that'll definitely be something to see if we get to see the Morgan Frost at any point, like, during the exhibition game. Because that'll be nice to see, honestly. If we could put, like... Because I feel like it's not going to be... Like, Elaine Vigneault, I feel like he's just going to, like, find, just get guys out there, get some ice time, just to get their legs back together. This is mainly going to be, like you said, Chris, this is going to be a boring game. This is the first game back in so many months. It's going to be players getting back used to game shape, players getting back used into the real live action. So it's going to take a little bit, and you're going to, it's going to be exciting to watch, but it's going to be guys getting back into readjustment of playing hockey again after such a long time, this was basically this strip, this break stretch was an entire off season.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Are you thinking of a flyers win or do you think like it's going to be more, do you think it's going to over overtime or do you think it's going to end in regulation?
1: I think this one's going to shoot out.
0: Interesting. First, it wouldn't be flyers without shootout though.
1: I'm going to say a
0: flyers four to three victory. Interesting. What do you think? I'm thinking this is gonna end in regulation. I'm gonna say what you said around like the average score could be, I'm gonna say flyers three to two.
1: Okay. I'm gonna scores.
0: Oof, that's gonna to be tough. Thinking thinking Konechny's going to get a goal. I'm gonna think I'm gonna I'm gonna to try to think of a random guy to get a goal. What's up? what's Wolski. Rid- <laughs> Andy <laughs> Now I'm gonna go with uh, Justin Braun. I'm gonna go Justin Braun gets a goal for the Braun Flyers. with That ripper from the goal
1: line versus yep. the Yotes. All right, let's do it again.
0: Yeah, he's he, now, this time he's going to score from center ice. He's going to score. I feel like oh, that's going, I'm going to pull
1: Gugas on Corpasello all over again.
0: Exactly. And then the last guy, I feel like it's gonna be a. I feel like it's gonna be an empty netter. So I'm gonna go with. Hmm, that's gonna to be tough. Gonna to go with Scott Lawen. Why not? Scott Lawen gets the empty netter.
1: I'm going to say, in a 4-3 game, I'm going to say Hayes. um, (sighs) Hayes, uh, Matt Niskanen against his former club. And, hmm, hmm, this is tough. (laughs) Hayes, Niski, I'm going to say Mark Friedman. And I'm also going to say, for the shootout, I have to think Drew and Joe Ferry.
0: Interesting choices right there. So it's definitely an exciting time right there. I could, I could see you're clapping for an enjoyment right there. So it's <laughs> going to be a very fun time. I'm an angry Phillies fan right now, so I'm glad thank God the hockey's coming back so I can I'm so happy watch that, some Flyers that, hockey.
1: I'm so happy this isn't this isn't a baseball podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a whole nother topic for an older today. Like I said, go check out our YouTube channels at TTP Sports Flyers Fan Mania 93 and check out the Flyer Up podcast YouTube channel as well. Don't forget to subscribe, follow our Instagram pages, our social medias. So let's move over to the Franny Drummond interview.
1: All right. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Flyer Up podcast. Uh, and as as you just heard, all the Flyers talk uh, and hockey talk that we had before this uh, we are now going into the interview with Franny Drummond. Uh, so, Franny, thank you for coming on. How are you?
2: Thanks for having me. I'm good. Honored yeah. to be on.
1: Yeah, so uh, it, I, I, if you guys don't know, uh, Franny is the one who paints a lot of the Flyers goalie masks. Um, so to kind of break it down, Franny, how how many goalies have you painted, like the masks, um, for the Flyers in general? And one one thing is is that, you just painted that new Brian Elliott mask, which was debuted in practice the other day. So tell us a little bit about that and then tell us a little bit of the backstory of how you kind of got into this and some of the Flyers goalies you've uh, painted masks for.
2: Okay. So, um, some of the, well, I started in 2010. Um, we actually did um, a charity event for uh, Riley Cote, uh which you guys just recently had on. Uh Um, we had emailed him and asked him if we could, you know, maybe, um, do something nice for, uh, his charity, um, you know, with his sister, with MS and all that, and the Kote Carnival, um, which was a great event. So, Mm -hmm. um, emailed him, he got back to us. So we thought it'd be really cool to do like, um, like a panel that is like, uh, the Broad Street Bullies versus the newer, you know, the newer bullies, which, uh, Riley was at that time. Mm -hmm. Um. So we did, um, we did, a a now and then kind of panel, which was like Riley kind of facing off with Dave Schultz and we did kind of Rocky and all kinds of stuff in the background. Um, why I'm saying this is because this is kind of how it all started. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, uh, did that and, uh, brought it down to the charity event and we end up, uh, um, Doing really well with it. it. It got a lot of money that was raised. And, um, you know, I got to meet a lot of the players, started to come down and see it. And uh, that's where I met Derek uh, Settelmeyer. And um, Riley introduced me to um, Ray Emery at that time. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and it was kind of weird because Derek, uh, Neil Little was there. Um, I'll never forget. There was a bunch of players that came. I was kind of overwhelmed because mm-hmm. um, I just really wanted to do a nice panel for those guys yeah. um, to help them out. And um, I remember Derek going, hey, do you do goalie masks? And I was like, yeah, I've done a bunch of goalie masks, but for, you know, kids and things like that, some college stuff. And he's like, hey, do you want to paint Ray Emery's winter classic mask? And I'm like, what? Like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, of course. And he gave me his card, and I, I didn't think anything of it. He's like, well, you know, Razor will give you a buzz. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I never thought that would ever happen, you know. Yeah. And, uh, sure enough, uh, you know, Ray gave me a call and we talked about it. And, um, I remember at that time, Ray, um, wanted to do like kind of a broad street bullies thing, but with like goalies, like he loved Hextall and Bernie and all that. So we ended up, uh, doing it and uh, bringing it down. And I remember I met, um, Brian Boucher at that time and he was still waiting for his helmet to come in. Um, so, um, you know, he came over and looked at it and I was kind of starstruck a little bit too with, you know, Boosh and you know, Emery and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I kind of became friends with Derek and, um, Riley kind of, you know, hooked us all up together, which was kind of a good blend. Um, cause Derek, he's, he's, he was so, he's so great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so energetic, just, you know, his whole family's hockey. And, uh, it kind of started from there. Um, I remember like, um, maybe two days after or the next day, Bush actually called me and said, Hey, I got my helmet. I don't really like it. Would you, would you paint me a helmet? Mm-hmm. And uh, I really want to go back to what I had with the jet fighters, you know, when he had the jet fighters on there and I said, yeah, well, let's do it. Let's, let's get it done. And that's when they, uh, kind of started to run, you know? Um, for some reason, which was kind of weird is uh, we did Emory's and then, and Emory, you know, Emory and Bush kind of got hurt um, when they were on that Florida road trip. And uh, I remember, I'll never forget this, is uh, Derek called me up and said, um, hey, I need you to paint me a mask. I already ordered it. Uh, it should be there tomorrow. And it's right around Christmas time and we have the, you know, um, Winter Classic coming up against Boston. So I was like, well, who's our goalie? He's like, well, Michael Layton, and I go, Michael Layton, who's that guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I knew, I knew Michael Layton, um, just from like, you know, the, the um, you know, AHL and stuff like that. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's like Michael Layton wants to, uh, or is he wants to get a home. I need it done in, like four days. And I'm like, what? I'm like, don't we are we doing like a Winter Classic one? Like, is he going to be our Winter Classic goalie? Um, he's like he's just gonna wear it all season. So make it winter classic slash season. Anything, so, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of we did that in four days. And so, uh, so,
1: so how long does that take? Like normally, like if you had a lot of time.
2: Like Carter Hearts and those guys, um, it really depends on. Like the, the Carter's takes a little while. I know um, Mason. Mason took a while. Yeah. Um, we've had to pull some all nighters because. Um, you know, if he didn't play well or whatever, you know, um, you know, sometimes he, you know, he, you know, goalies, um, you know, it's the equipment or whatever. So, you know, there was a lot of times that we, uh, end up, uh, Derek gave me the late call and said, Hey, I need a new one. We need a new start. Let's do something different for Mace. So we would redo something else and it was fun. I mean, it's always like a challenge. Um, uh, no joke. Um, we actually had this helmet ready for, um, Elliot once. I mean, I think I only had to literally just do the back plate and add a little touch ups. Um, but he drew a picture for me and he's like, listen, we're, we're playing so well. Um, I'd really like to do something like this and he sent me a picture. That's kind of funny cause I still have, it. it's kind of, you know, colored in with, you know, crayons and, and I'm like, he's like, can you make this cool? And I'm like, absolutely. He's like, I really want to dominate the orange color on this. And um, instead of like, he's, you know, loves Felix Potvin mask. Um, so I drew one up with the whole eyes with the Felix. And he's like, ah, I, I kind of want the antlers in there. And, you know, the whole moose thing. I'm like, absolutely, whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah, because um, he's always had the moose on the back plate.
2: Right. Yeah. Because yeah. he came in to Philly um, and he had his logo and everything ready, you know, mm-hmm. like the, it says, it's like a B E at the chin that we always put on. But if you look at it close, it's actually 37. If you look at it really close. Yeah. Um, so he actually came in with like, he had a, like a designer to make up his logo and all that. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So he came prepared.
1: Yeah. So, so out of all, out of the, out of all that, and then starting with the flyers, how did you first start getting into actually painting them like the masks themselves?
2: um well i went to art school in miami uh, mm. i was always a goalie believe it or not i played since i was four years old so you um, still play today i don't i played no. play defense okay. <laughs> um but i kind of i i got accepted to southern maine i used to go to cap raider um but you know i'm giving away my age but um Cat was the only goalie school that was really out there um And I got picked up by Southern Maine was there. And it was a D3 school. And, you know, me and my dad went up there and looked at it. And I'm like, God, it is freaking freezing up here. So I'm like, am I going to be a goalie? Or, like, am I going to kind of pursue this art thing? Because they didn't really have the greatest art program. So I ended up going to Miami and selling my equipment. And that was really it. Um, But I still played down there. But I never really got back in net. You know, so... Yeah. it's kind of weird and i painted surfboards and and stuff like that uh for a living and once i moved back up um, and bought a house back up this way um i kind of got back into the helmets and things like that
1: yes yeah, yeah. so so, so kind of going into like the i guess you i guess like the art of it like so how do you like do the paint is it like hand painted or is it like spray paint or
2: um it's all airbrushed okay um, a lot of times we do both um because we do a lot of motorcycles and all kinds of helmets and things. Um, it's kind of like a natural, you know, change over like goalie masks are a little, a little more harder and challenging to do because of all the hole placements and the straps. And you really got to know kind of where you're at. So we end up hooking up with a uh, Bauer um, to get a, be a certified painter. Um, uh, Derek had helped us with that because in the NHL, you really have to, um, you know, be certified. They want to know what kind of paint. And, you know, we have some sponsorships through our paint companies. Um, so we're backed pretty good on the paint side of it. You know, um, if something more, they don't want like the puck to hit and a paint job to fly in the net. So (laughs) it's like, you really kind of got to know what you're doing and it. And it's nice because it's like a really small little family, um, with the NHL painters. Um, I know Dave Larue from um, you know he's an amazing painter. He's done like Chicago and and uh, Sylvie. Uh, there's two Sylvies. One actually does uh, Brodus' legendary mask. Um, uh, they're both great and talented, headstrong. There's so many great painters out there, um, but uh, it's interesting because you you have to really kind of you know establish yourself and 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 you know do some some. Masks before you can, you know, like you know, like Briz's mask. You know, I'll never yeah. forget that one. That's oh, I'm boy. sure you'll get into
1: that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's a wild one. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Amadeo, I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you go in a minute. But one thing I wanted to ask is, what's the hardest mask you've ever painted?
2: Hardest one? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say, like um Mason.
1: Really? Yeah. no is that the one with all the zombies? yeah okay because
2: mason uh love them uh and and we we kind of hooked up with the nhl network when we first surprised and did the first one um because they kind of uh took videos of us doing it because it was no one's ever actually taken current players and put them on a mask they've always yeah. done like legendary guys yeah like old and retro guys retired stuff like that. guys uh, but they've never taken, like, G or Simmer or Vorchek or, or whoever's on your team uh, that you're playing with and mm-hmm. put them on the mask. Because um, usually it's, like, tributes. Um, yeah. Mace had – when we did Mason's, um, when he came in, um, he, he said, I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I said, I have an idea. I'll get back to you. Let me kind of come up with some sketches. So I was doing like some Walking Dead stuff in Philly and, you know, like the old city and stuff. I said, but I really, really have a killer idea. I said, why don't we take some of the older players like Bernie (laughs) and Bobby and those guys? um, Because obviously some of them look like zombies when they came out of games. (laughs) <laughs> no offense, but, you know, they were just – that was when hockey was hockey. Yeah. And they, those guys were just, like, the broad street bullies. I said, why don't we turn them into zombies, and then we'll do, like – he does three masks a year, so we were going to do, like, basically, like, almost a series, like The Walking Dead, which I thought was a cool idea. And Maze was like, yeah, 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 that's cool. Let me think of who I can put on there. Um, I already drew up the Bernie Peratt one we end up skipping the whole legend one and going right to the current players. Cause he's like, well, I, I really want to, he was excited. Cause he's like, I, I want G and all his buddies on there. Um, but each year why I'm saying this is it got harder and harder because we had to put Delzado on there and then Matty Reed. And it's like, he was texting me at like 1030 at night. And he's like, yo, do you think you could get, you know, um, uh, another guy on there and i'm yeah. like mace dude like bernie like, chen
1: or hartnell or something
2: we got like 15 guys on the hockey <laughs> mask it. yeah like, it's funny I because i
1: remember i remember seeing it and it had like hartnell drew simmons and voracek like those are the only guys i ever remember in the beginning yeah in the
2: beginning yeah and then and then it was like well um
1: it just gradually went down it, it just gradually went down by the roster
2: it really did it really did <laughs> i kind of had to you know we had to put a limit of I could pr- put four to five guys per side and that's even like tight. Like, you know, I remember uh, the last one, the 50th anniversary one, you know, we had, you know, Gudis and, and those guys on there. And I'm like, dude, like we had, I- I'm going to tell you, we had like 50 guys on there. So you didn't have the Derek entire roster and, on there pretty much. And I had to limit it and, and it was kind of neat because he's like, you don't understand. Like, everyone wants to be on the mask. Like, all his buddies want to be on the mask now. And after the third year, you were like, all right, like, we're just kind of just putting people on here. Let's just zombie everybody. That one was the most challenging one, though,
1: for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's funny, because, like, when I look at it, I'm like, that has to be so hard. Like, all the little, the, 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 uh, the physical details of the players and everything, that, that must take forever.
2: It, it does, and, and then you have to still you know, make them look who they are yeah. you know, in a way, you know? So that was like, I mean, some of the, I, I mean, some of the faces weren't even an inch big and you're trying to get all that detail in there. No. Um, and then we always do Derek um, and uh, Harry on the back um, as the equipment guys. Cause he always pays homage, to uh, you know, people that, uh, you know, do, do the work. Uh, for them guys and make sure they get what they need, uh, which I always thought was cool because he never forgot about them. So they got the whole back plate. So.
0: Yeah, and when you were bringing up Ilias Brizgolov, because I know you wanted us to talk about that. It's just um, like that entire year, just with Brizgalov and his goofiness just was weird. Like the winter classic mask that he had, like representing a lot of Philadelphia. Then he had the tiger mask. Yeah. going into the end I mean,
2: of the season. and then I mean, the star do, wars one too the star wars one was the worst because we um i end up saying uh i remember going down there with like channel 10 and Derek can vouch for me um <laughs> we actually they asked me to do like uh you know because it was the lockout that year remember and and we end up going down there and and I, I don't i can't even tell you how many media people were down there and <laughs> and we go in there and i'm like man this is gonna be crazy and you know Briz, he he don't like anybody as far as, like, media. So I, I end up asking Zach Hill to talk to Briz to make sure it was okay. And he's like, oh, no, we're good. We're just going to do, like, a small video of him just talking about it. So I asked Derek, and so Briz knew what was going on. And basically, long story short, it went, yeah, like <laughs> – it went crazy down there. He didn't want to do the interview, and then he's, you know, he's like, oh, come on, let's just go um, uh, let's just go watch my kid play hockey. And then <laughs> me and him just sat there and talked about it. And he, his first idea was, like, Star Wars Legos because we were watching his son, and his son really liked the, the Star Wars Lego stuff. That's kind of how it started. And um, we ended up drawing a whole bunch of stuff for him, and um, I actually – called up Bauer because of the whole Disney thing and the copyright infringement and all that and Bauer was actually coming out with um Star Wars masks that they were re you know, so they had certain character rights that we could use. So when I developed that mask, I drew up a good and bad side, which was good and bad of Briz, kinda, if it makes sense. And, uh, you know, you got the good side with this, you know, Yoda and all that and and Darth Vader and stuff. We just couldn't use any kind of guns or any kind of stuff like that. So I developed this mask, drew it up. He approved it. And I had Yoda in green. Okay, Yoda's green. He told me that. We're not green, Franny. We are not green. We are not the Minnesota wild. Do not make Yoda green. Make it tinted to the colors of the flyers oh no <laughs> okay so you know as a harmless thing as an artist i just kind of tinted it and the lightsaber was just tinted red and or orange and uh yeah he wore it the one game and uh <laughs> it it got a lot of attention from the star wars fans let's just say yeah and, and, and yeah. it's
1: funny because on nhl network recently they had like a thing of uh, the top I think it was like top 50 goalie masks and I think that mask was in like the top like 15 and I think it was the one I can't I don't remember if it was the one like that It which, I think w- it was, which version yeah I think it was the <laughs> one when he was when Yoda was actually green that's the one I remember I think it was the green Yoda yeah
2: okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well we had to change it overnight that's why I'm saying oh. it because I got a call uh, he played an amazing game And, um, of course, with the the orange Yoda. And um, we got, I think, Derek told me that he had a call from the Star Wars, um, like, group, you know, like Disney. And they're like, because the movie was coming out. Remember the Star Wars, the newest Mm -hmm. one? Mm -hmm. So everyone thought that we knew something. That we knew that Yoda was maybe going to the dark side. Like, it got out of hand. Like, when I tell you it got out of hand, like, we were getting emails saying it's new <laughs> stuff and and all this kind of craziness. And I'm like, so Derek's like, hey, can you come down and change it for me? And I'm like, we have to go back to the Green Yoda. But we have a game Saturday. And I know it's Thursday, but could you, could you bang it out? I said, absolutely. So I run down there in the morning. I grab it. I remember... remember um, when I was grabbing it, Briz wasn't super happy about it, but we ended up sneaking it out of there. But beforehand, I remember, um, Hartnell kind of poking me in the rear end and like he, he had his, you know, stick up and was waving it like this at me. He's like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, he's like, I can't believe people are really going this crazy with, you know, this whole star Wars thing. And I'm a star Wars fan, but like it, it is what it is, man. Like, we play for the Flyers. They're kind of orange color. Like, I'm not changing the whole Galaxy. <laughs> it's only a hockey mask. So we end up changing it. And Briz uh, didn't know. We kind of snuck it in the locker room. And I remember, Derek, when I went down to the rink and we put it up in the game stall, we, t- we tilted it. And I think Derek ended up tweeting that the Galaxy is back to normal again from the Flyers. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah because it was no harm no foul i mean i didn't you know see the movie or know anything about the movie but we but briz didn't say anything he just wore it and you know he didn't even realize it i i think he did but who knows i mean i I don't really know because he it's didn't funny. call me about it. He didn't call me about like, <laughs> hey, my mask is gone. You know, uh, if he wanted to wear it, I think Derek told him, I said, we really have to change it because of copyright infringement. Um, and it, it only took me pretty much overnight. Um, but we, dro- we dropped it off uh, Saturday morning, hit a one o'clock game, I think, against the Caps or something
0: now how difficult is that for like since you're going for the whole star wars situation how difficult is that with copyrights for players that maybe like want specific characters on their mass like carter hart does with the venom and the carnage like how difficult it is to go through copyright
2: a lot of times um most of the times like like dave art and those guys will do mass and they'll do legos and stuff they don't really bother you um as far as that's concerned i do uh throw a couple, um, pictures and stuff to Bauer because it is uh you know advertising through Bauer. I think um I think a lot of times with with me I usually try to get their approval first um and make sure it's okay because it's their mask um because they're going to get hit first, you know. So they're pretty good. I mean, we're not like duplicating it or selling it or mass producing it. It's a one-off piece and that's it and and it's like a no-harm thing, you know. Carter likes carnage and and, and and venom and stuff like that. So his mask was another thing. <laughs> <laughs> all goalies are, all have their own stories, you know, which is kind of cool for me because I was a goalie, you know. Do,
0: do you think Briz's was the worst, like, besides, like, Mason, do you think Briz's, like, whole situation was probably the worst you've been through in regards to a mask?
2: absolutely i remember uh parts was saying like we were walking out he's like man you're like the lindsey lohan of goalie masks <laughs> and i'm like i don't even know how to take that and what he's like that well, even? Dude, like bad press is good press right and i'm like uh, i guess so like you know yeah because i mean it was really kind of harmless we didn't really do it to piss the star wars fans off
0: <laughs> and just like i would say like going through, like, when you said, like, your, like, the hardest mask, like, the worst, like, what was your, I would say, favorite mask to work on, like, all, out of all of them that you worked on?
2: That's a tough one. Well, one of my favorites, obviously, is Layton. Uh, I became good, good, good friends with uh, Michael Layton through the years. Uh, You know, I went to, um, you know, he went to Chicago, out there, and uh, we did a minions mask with because he does a lot of charity work with uh, you know, Leighton's minions. Um, so doing his mask, my son was uh being born, so we didn't really know what we were having. And my wife said that at the time, she said, Um, I'll never forget it, like Leighton. I really like that last name as a first name, and I'm like okay. And I'm like painting. She says, and she doesn't, she never knew anything about hockey. And she was saying that, uh, I, I if they make it to the Stanley cup, let's name them Layton. I was like, okay, no problem. Let me keep painting. There we go. There's no way. dude. There's no way. You know what I mean? We have two hurt goalies. Like it was, this, that was the greatest season. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and he ended up making it to so my son's name is Layton.
1: <laughs> that's awesome that's <laughs> yeah we
2: got a he signed a whole bunch of things for me um I made a, like a replica mask so Layton can have it uh, but they became friends you know which is kind of cool um that's what's so great about hockey you know uh things little things like that you know I always tell that story because uh you know, we got to paint that year, which was our first kind of year getting into the NHL, and something like that happens. And we get to the Stanley Cup, and you're like, wow, this is, this is pretty rad.
0: And, uh, like, what's the most times you've worked on a mask during a season or, like, multiple masks? Like, how many times can you produce a mask for a goaltender in one season?
2: Um, most of the time, like, like Hartsey, hearts will do, like, three And we kind of have them kind of already developed and designed. Like, we already know what he's going to do for, well, I don't know that when this season ends for next season, which is coming up. I don't even know what's (laughs) going on anymore. But we already know what we're going to do for next season. So, but we have one mask in mind. He usually does three unless there's like a selective, you know, the Ray Emery one was like, um,
1: yeah. I was just gonna ask you about that.
2: Yeah, the Ray Emery one was a last-minute one because we thought that um, we had the extra third mask, and I said, "Well, what do you, what would you like to do?" Because he wanted to do the all orange kind of carnage mask, and and it's the first time I've ever I did uh, the first time I worked for Hearts was um, his um, Canadian team last year. And we did some quick ones right away for him. Um, And that was kind of like our starting of our our relationship because I think his other painter for some reason quit and wanted to do something else like art wise. So he ended up, Derek said, Hey, you want to use Franny? Um, He's like, absolutely. So we kind of started talking to Hartsy, but he, he wanted to do the orange mask for the orange jerseys that he could wear with the white one, white jerseys too um which was the carnage one and then he wanted the black one with the venom for the black jerseys and we had one mask left over i said well we can do a white one to keep with the white jersey and the orange jersey and the black jersey and he said well let me kind of come up with something for that and that was really his idea he um i was a big ray emery fan i love the guy had a great relationship with him um and uh, we came up with some really cool ideas back in the day, and he he wanted to really pay tribute to him. And for me, that was like the most important helmet I had to do um, because of how great he was. Um, so so that's kind of like you know he he does three. Some guys do like two. It really depends on the goaltender. Uh, I know Devin Dubnik. We do Duby, and he'll do two. Uh, most likely third maybe if he he's like hey I got this one beat up a little bit can you throw a third one in so Bauer will send it to us
0: yeah I was going to ask you about that too like we all know that you do like a lot of goalie masks for the Flyers over the years but are there like you said just said Devin Dubnik like are there any other players around the NHL that you work with the artwork for for their masks or is it just like a small few
2: a small few um I was doing a lot um it's more of like a recommendation i don't really try to push unless they get recommended like devin will text somebody i've done like um tuka rask believe it or not really yeah uh he wore one of our masks which is crazy i have a picture of it uh he wore for like two games i think and he got shelled like i remember him texting me and the second game he got shelled by i think it was um He's like, hey, you're going to watch it. it was a televised game. It was against Detroit. And they end up banking one off of his bucket from behind the net. And like, but it was beautiful because it had cheevers on it. And all. it's such a great mask. And to have him wear one that he's not, that he always doesn't wear, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of really cool to, you know, have the picture of Tuca wearing a mask that it's not the bear. Yeah. You know, so that's that's the
1: most recognizable one. That's the one I always say.
2: Right. Right. So we have one that he wore for two games, I think it was. And uh, I end up texting him, like, hey, what's, you know, is everything okay? And he ended up saying, like, the mask was too tight or something like that. But you never know. It's superstitious kind of things. But I did uh, Jimmy Howard, believe it or not. I did Jimmy Howard and Mirazak. Um, and, and, um, for some cancer masks in, in, uh, Detroit. So that was kind of cool. I've done, uh, Jeff Hackett okay. in Buffalo. Um, so I've done some different ones. Uh, I don't like to step on toes because a lot of my friends do paint different ones. Um, Dave art really kind of takes over the league, you know? So if we can get a few masks, that'd be great. But, uh, You know, this year I started picking up more colleges, too. Like, I do Penn State now and and, uh, Michigan State and Clarkson. So I've picked up a few of the younger guys. Um, And I got a a few prospects. One's uh, Peyton Jones went to Colorado. Um, So I'm trying.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and, and going off of that, like, I, I I don't know if you've ever painted anything that's like it, it, like it doesn't have to be a goalie mask. Is there anything that like else that you've painted that is like kind of blown up or is like really like recognized?
2: Um. Well, we painted um, like some bike stuff. I worked with Orange County Choppers. to um, Paul Senior last year for like a year and a half. Uh, we still do floating things for him. Uh, with all this COVID stuff going on, a lot of the TV shows and things are kind of at halt um that was pretty cool to do um paul senior everybody thinks he's the tough guy he's he's actually a big general giant he's a sweetheart um so that was kind of fun uh i've done um a lot of bikes but right now we kind of got into football kind of weird right so last year was a big thing for the army navy game we did all navy's helmets really 178 of them
1: how long did that take
2: Well, (laughs) you're dealing with Under Armour. So, like, there's a lot of decision-makings between the, like, you know, the uniforms and that stuff. So, it's a huge process. Right now, I have uh, 360 helmets to do by, like, the end of August here. So, we do Maryland, too, Maryland football. And we do Navy football for just the Army-Navy game. So, um I kind of expanded into football a little bit, which I never thought. It's a really cool little market, you know, because, you know, uh, it's like a mass production kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, like how different is that printing a hockey mask compared to a football helmet?
2: So different. Really? You no, know, because you're taking a Maryland flag, which we tried a lot of different versions um, that I threw because they're Under Armour School, too, that I threw at them with the Terps and the stuff to try to make it more like a goalie helmet. Um, and, and like with different pearls and things like that, but they're like, mm, they just wanted to go back to the flag waving and simple and clean. Uh, Navy is fun because that's such a, such an amazing game. You know, a lot of times, like last year it was in Philadelphia, the president's there and, you know, my, my whole family is all Marines. So that military background really was kind of an honor for me, uh, to, to have that, you know, kind of under your belt. So this year was even better. Their uniforms are going to look, if we play, hopefully, um, are really, really cool. The helmets are really cool this year. Can't give anything away because it's all top (laughs) secret. (laughs) I'd like to. (laughs) But but that's what we've been working on now. And we had to sneak in uh, L's mask uh, just to try to – I just had to really finish up the back plate and twist a couple things. And
1: and then, like, going off of that, like – so how long did that take?
2: Els, we actually mm-hmm. had his mask done. Oh, it was already other done? Other than the backup plate. Uh, right, I remember talking to him right when, remember when they went to Tampa Bay and they wouldn't let him on the ice? I talked to Else that night, and then he texted me in the morning. He's like, hey, hold off on the helmet because they're not even letting us skate because NBA canceled their season right yeah. before. And um, I said, well, okay, I'll just hold on to it and we'll see what happens. And then finally, you know, we were talking in between all that stuff and seeing like back and forth what the player association and the players wanted to do and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was even talking to Devin too. He was kind of filling me in on, you know, no fans and different things that they were trying to do around Robin, uh, which they're doing now, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. You know, we have some tough teams to play.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we do. And,
2: we do, we really do. Yeah. You know, now his heart. I haven't seen. Is he okay?
1: Yeah, he's yes, okay. Yes, he is okay. okay. Um, yeah, they said he had uh, minor back spasms. Um, okay. And then he was out, I believe, for two days. Um, he wasn't there, or or he wasn't on the ice. Excuse me. Um, and then he, uh, they had a scrimmage that Thursday. Um, okay. And he was over in the – if you've ever been to the skate zone, it's the two rinks, so the Flyers and Phantoms rink. He was on the Phantoms rink after, um, and he had, there was like four or five guys shooting on him. And then okay. they interviewed him. He was, uh, he, was avail- he was available for the media that day, um, and he said that uh, he was okay and that him and Elliot are going to be splitting the exhibition game uh, in, on Tuesday.
2: Okay. that yeah. That tandem, no joke. Because um, I love Els. He's so – I think he's really good for um, parts um, with just his knowledge. Mm. You know, like he's so good in the locker room, and he's just like a great guy. Uh, they were playing so good. I know. Like, so good. I think when we stopped, we were, what, second?
1: We right? were – They were like in second the, in the Metro. Fourth they were like one, one point
0: behind the first place in the Metro.
1: Yeah. And, and then they won nine out of their last ten.
2: Yes, yes. And then all this, and I'm like, oh my god! Like it's the Philadelphia yeah. thing. Like. We, we, we,
1: it's it's funny because we went through that. Like I, I, was so mad. Like I cried. Like I was pissed <laughs> because I started becoming a fan the year of the lockout, and they right. weren't they weren't really that good. Like they they struggled. They were they were mediocre for a lot of years and missing the playoffs, making the playoffs, and and all that stuff. So it, it was. It was great to finally see a winning season, and then all this yeah. stuff just kind of ends like that, and it's like nothing you can do. No,
2: so fast. It's yeah. just like, hey, we cancel the season, and that's it. Yeah, everybody it's, go home. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's funny too because like on the night that when the uh, NBA decide decided they were going to cancel, we'll suspend the rest of the season. Me and Chris were like a part of a group of other Flyers fans filming the uh, playoff video. That was going to be shown on the scoreboard for the, the home playoff for the home playoff games, and we're just oh, like, man. oh, that's never going to be shown now. Yeah, because the know, next right? day.
1: Yeah, and I it's know. funny now because um, I think the thing was with that was like the it was like people like over eighteen, like you get paid and stuff. And we finally like like my dad like just got the check for it, so I'm assuming that they're supposed it's supposed to be being shown at some point. I don't know if it'll be on TV or not. But I guess you get like our.
2: Played during the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it would would, would be cool. Uh, Me and Abida can get our little thirty seconds of fame there in Toronto. uh, Yeah, in Toronto.
2: (laughs) Right. I mean, you put the work in. Like they have to keep it and show it. Mm -hmm. Like you would think. It's so weird now. I mean, it's just gonna be like I watch baseball. I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) Uh, uh, I turn uh, it off because it's like. You know huh. the 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 cardboard cutouts in the back yeah. aren't helping. But,
0: no, all right. All right, don't get know, me get, don't get me started with the Phillies. I've been pissed off all day. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like
2: <laughs> I don't know. I I just I'm waiting I, now. Do we play? We play an exhibition the 28th, right? Yeah, we first, play first,
0: on. First, yeah. We'll play on Tuesday, and then we'll the first round robin game is on August 2nd, which is the they set.
2: left. Did they leave today? Yeah. Yes, they left yeah. today. And everything's based out of Toronto?
1: Yes, it is. For the East, okay. yeah. The West is in Edmonton.
2: Edmonton, okay. Wow, dude, this yeah. is going to be weird.
1: Yeah, and then they said the, the round rounds one and two of the playoffs are in Toronto, and then the conference finals and Stanley Cup finals are in Edmonton. Wow. Yeah. It's- so,
2: so how does it work? I, I don't really know, but, you know, not to ask you guys questions, but you guys would know <laughs> more than I, but, like, so they play each team one time?
1: For the round-robin, yeah. So the Flyers, they play uh, Pittsburgh, an exhibition game, which doesn't count. It's just it's just like a preseason game. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, it's kind of just for shits and giggles. And then the round-robin games, um, it's for re So the one through four teams, which was by points, it was Boston in first. I think they had 100-something points. Uh, Tampa was in second. Uh, the Capitals were in third, and the Flyers were in fourth. So the Flyers okay. play the Bruins on the second, uh, the Capitals on the sixth, and then the Lightning on the eighth. Um, and then what they do is that that goes by regular season rules, uh, which is um, the, the five-minute three-on-three overtime and a shootout. And it's also okay. by points. So two points if you win, zero if you lose, and then one uh, in overtime or shootout if you lose. So say, like, the Flyers get, like, I don't know, four points, and, you know, everybody else gets, like, five and then two and, or maybe, like, three. Then they'll be filtered in there. It's kind of just like you reseed yourself by points. So the Flyers are already in fourth, and they and they can do no worse than fourth. So it's basically just like a win-win for them.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah. I was worried. I don't know how that was working. Um, so basically, they would play any of those teams for, and then then they go into like just five games.
0: Yeah. So the way it's working out. So the round-robin and the qualifying rounds are going to be played at the exact same time. So the Flyers, they have their automatic bid into the first round since they're in the fourth place in the conference. Okay. So they have to wait. So it's going to be the round-robin tournament. They'll play their games. They'll reseed each other. Then they're going to have to wait to see what teams come out of the qualifying round. Okay, Okay, that yeah, makes sense. And then,
2: and then are they just going to stay five yes. games, not seven games?
1: Every round for the first round to the cup final is all seven games. Oh wow! So they're doing yeah, the, games. Okay. the qualifying games are going to be best of five. So basically, like with the round robin, just kind of take it as like they're finishing the regular season, and then when they start the sixteen team playoffs, then that's really the playoffs. Okay, you get yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah, it's it's hard See, to understand. Confused. Yeah, there's a lot of things to get to get around. We were confused too um, at first because it was like, well, who do they play in the round robin? And then he was like, "Well, they'll play Boston, Tampa, and Cap- the Capitals." I'm like, "I'm such an idiot because I had no idea," and it's confusing. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: um, and then they did the thing with the draft lottery, which is just a whole mess too, um, of who gets like the number one overall pick. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but the number one overall pick uh, for this year's draft, it's a team that they don't know who it is yet. It's one. It's one of the eight teams that loses in the the uh, the, the play qualifying round. round. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then the I, way that yeah,
1: it's it's the way
0: that's going to work. So after the qualifying rounds and the round robin is done, they're going to have another draft lottery mm-hmm. to basically pick out of all those teams who lost, who gets the first overall pick. So and they already, already have
1: have had one. Up there. Yeah, they already had one for uh, I think it was eight through eight through one. Yes, and then they're going to have another one for for uh, fifteen nine through nine, yep. and then the number one. Wow. It's nuts. And I personally think that they did it to add a little more of a spinoff to the uh, the playoffs. And the thing is, too, is that the Rangers, they play Carolina. And the Rangers have Carolina's first-round pick from a trade. So the Rangers could beat the Hurricanes, move into yeah. the 16-team playoffs, and then have a 12.5% chance of getting the number one overall pick because all the eight teams have the same number chance. It's 12.5 to get the number one pick. So they all have the same chance.
2: Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Yep.
1: So like Pittsburgh can get it, Edmonton can get it, and, oh. and, and it's and it's it's teams that like don't need it, like the Penguins yeah. with Crosby and Malkin, the Edmonton with uh, obviously McDavid, Frycidele. I mean, it's nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it is. It's very very crazy. <laughs> that that is. That's a different story for another day.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I'm sorry to get off topic, but I was
1: just mm-hmm.
2: I was curious because. Um, I've been watching a lot of TV, but I was wondering, like, you see it pop up, and I'm like, "All right, I'm just waiting for hockey to come back." Yeah. And I, I was looking at it, and I'm like, "Why are we playing these fourteen Like, I don't get it." Like, and then.
1: <laughs> well, see now game. you know. Now yep. I know. Now yeah. you know. <laughs> so
2: now I'm more pumped up for hockey. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and the game on Tuesdays at four o'clock.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's... against Pittsburgh, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. And the, the Bruins ones at three, and they didn't say the other time for the Caps and Tampa yet. Okay.
0: And the funny thing, too, is the, the Flyers and Penguins are the first exhibition game out of everyone else.
1: Well, this is the first hockey game we get to see, Flyers-Penguins. Wow. And then there's three games at night. It's uh, Flyers-Penguins at four, Toronto-Montreal at eight, and Edmonton and Calgary at 10.30. Woo. That's a lot of hockey. It definitely yeah. is. And then the I think the next day... Uh, there's games at I think it's twelve, two thirty, five, eight thirty, and ten, or ten thirty, something like that. There's all throughout the day.
2: Okay. Wow.
1: Yeah. So, it, 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 uh, to me, it cr- goes from they're like,
2: cramming everything in.
1: Yeah, they are. It, it 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 goes from no hockey to basically you getting sick of it because it's on all the time. <laughs>
2: yep. Yep. It's, and it's and basically and hopefully they stand up to the the, the true test, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of it, hockey for them. It's, it's, and, and
1: speaking of that too, like, so, so how are you thinking? Like, you think you think they have a chance?
2: Absolutely do. Yeah.
1: If
2: if they can, if they can, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of time off. So you know, mindset and like when you get into a groove, if they can get back into the locker room and and feel that same groove with each other, absolutely.
1: Anything because can happen.
2: They, you know they 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 were just they were machines yep. <laughs> you know i didn't care what goalie you put in <laughs> it didn't <even> matter like els <laughs> was like lights out and yeah. like usually you'll have like a you know which goalie for in flyers history <laughs> which goalie's going to be the best, <laughs> best goaltender but with with els and the way they're playing oh man tandem it was it was the best Tandem in the league, I feel you know they just bounced off each other like, like anything you know. If one was really playing good, and he would play two nights, the next one would give him a break and play three nights of like spectacular hockey. So I, I feel super confident, honestly. But I'm a black and black and orange guy, so you know <laughs> I, I could care less about any other teams, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I think so. Yeah. I hope so. It just sucks because if we win the Stanley Cup, then we can't even walk down Broad Street. Yeah, uh. we'll all be wearing masks. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: hazmat suits and everything.
2: Right. I told I, Amadeo Dale a long
1: time ago that I have my my beach chair reserved on Broad Street whenever this happens.
0: And then wearing a hazmat suit at the same time. Yeah,
1: I'll be wearing a an orange, a spray painted, uh, and, and this is good because now maybe you can paint my my hazmat suit. <laughs>
2: see, done. There you go. <laughs> we can do it. We'll paint it up like gritty. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's totally fine. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm kind of curious. It's like anything that in today's like world, it's like, let's see what happens.
1: Yeah. You know, no yep.
2: one knows about COVID. No one, like, let's just figure out what's going to happen and let it go. Like let's let this hockey team, you know, gel and get back to where they need to be. It just sucks for those guys. Honestly, you know, yeah, definitely. it really does.
0: And we've been saying, like, the one team that catches fire throughout the, like, at the start is going to be the team that's unstoppable.
1: Whatever team gets some momentum. Whoever wins is going to remind me of the 2016 Penguins because that team hit momentum in March and never looked back. And they were phenomenal. And they basically just steamrolled through everybody and they won the cup. And then they followed it up again the next year.
2: I know. I, well, let's not go there, but yeah. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I was just talking to dude Nick and, uh, it was like a month ago or something or two months ago. And he was saying that it's, it's going to be hard as a goaltender. Cause I asked him like you as a goaltender, you coming back, what is it going to be like, you know, to be that goaltender with no fans, no crowd, no buddy yelling. Like you suck, you know, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> Like, yeah. he's like, if he gets scored on, is it going to be a motivational boost? You know, it's just going to be a quiet thing. They're going to be yelling and screaming, hey, we scored. And he'll pull the puck out. He's like, it's it's mental for a lot of these guys going back and, and really, especially goaltenders too, you know, like getting scored on. No one's booing. No one's cheering. No one's, you know, that noise really makes a difference in playoff hockey.
1: Yeah, and, and 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 to be honest with you, I think one thing is with Hart, is that he's not rattled by that. So the Flyers might have an advantage. I agree, yep. totally.
2: That kid is, he is, he is. I don't, I, I don't even understand. <laughs> like he's twenty-one years old, and I talk to him, and I'm like, wow, he, he's so, he's so balanced. If that's a good word, he he just knows where he has to be, what he needs to do. He's a strict professional. He really is. He's good for the kids. He's good for the flyers as a, a goaltender. Um, and that's why I liked a lot of people didn't like the signing of L's um, last year or this year um, for the one year. And, and for me, as, as far as like getting to know these guys and and, and I'm sure Derek even says the same thing is um, once you get to know them and how they are off the ice they're just good solid people and to have that in a locker room for young kid like Hart is amazing because it just makes him more of a professional like Elliot. He's been in Ella's been in the league a long time. Yeah. He's played he with a lot of like NHL greats and he's got to see Marty Brodeur and all these guys and, and um you know he he's a professional. And I think Hart at this point at twenty one Um, You see a lot of these kids come in and, you know, they either make it or break it. You know, I I saw, I painted Cal Heater's mask. Remember Cal? Mm -hmm. He was an amazing goaltender. And, you know, I remember that game he won in and, and, you know, it wasn't the greatest game. And I, I love Cal. He's such a great kid.
1: I was at that game.
2: Yeah. And I was super pumped. He was a Felix pop in guy too. And, um, yeah, it's, it was a tough one. You know, because yeah. you could make or break your career.
1: Yeah, definitely by, it,
2: by it, a it's, bad game.
1: It's crazy. Uh, it is but,
2: goaltending stuff, man. Yeah. yeah, it is. That's why I like to just paint them and watch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Franny, again, we uh, we definitely thank you for coming on. We appreciate it.
2: Of course, man. I appreciate being here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you All for right. joining us.
1: All right guys. Uh again, uh we will have a little bit of flyers talk after this so please stay tuned. Uh and again, you can uh for any just one thing is where can uh people uh, find you at and follow you uh social media things like that?
2: Uh social media is at Paint Zoo. Um we have Twitter's Paint Zoo. So pretty much everything is Paint Zoo hopefully. Uh I'm not very good at social media things, so <laughs> <laughs> you have to bear with me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I was trying to figure out the Skype thing, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that's why I, I social distance myself and I, I paint. So, hopefully we can do some cool <laughs> ones. I, I'm really stoked about uh, Harsey's new one. So, hopefully, you know, look out for that. Um, and we'll see what happens. So let's go Flyers.
1: All right. Well, I, you heard it definitely. here first. You definitely want to uh, definitely want to look out for Hart's new mask. Uh, and, again, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, We will talk to you all again soon.